What's up, everybody? I'm so excited for today's episode. I get to interview my mentor in this alcohol-free journey. He's also my mentor in the recovery program that I belong to and support group. So a couple of reasons why I think you are going to find this amazing. Uh, He really talks about the importance of a personal relationship with a higher power. He also talks about a perspective from someone in recovery with multiple years talking about life changes, dreams, the per- and purpose-filled goals, and taking care of the body and healthy living and how it all relates to starting an alcohol-free journey. Uh, the, I did want to do a little disclaimer. Well, we are talking about alcohol um, and starting an alcohol-free journey for men. There are some mentions of a dark perspective before and consequences of uh, abusing of alcohol drinking and suicidal thoughts so uh, just wanted to mention that in case that's triggering for anyone wanted to make sure I say that so hope you enjoy the episode I know it's going to be amazing and I know you're going to take a lot from it thank you and have an awesome day now's the intro and then the episode So the big question is this, how do men who are leaders, entrepreneurs, single, married, fathers, sons, how do we find the way to remove alcohol from our drinking and have it be the catalyst to transform the way we think, perform, work, live, and love? That's the question, and this podcast will help you find that answer. Andy, I'm so excited that you're here on Drink Like a Man podcast or the Drink Like a Man podcast. I am so blessed. Uh, For those of you who are listening in and don't know, Andy is my mentor. He saved my life. Uh, I got the pleasure of meeting him at our church uh, recovery program. So we both uh, attended church in in Vu Church down here in Miami, Florida, where Rich and Don Shuri Wilkerson are the pastors. And we had an opportunity to meet at that recovery program. And, and Andy became uh, my amazing friend and even better yet, my mentor. He's currently right now in Boulder, Colorado, killing it in, in, um, in pursuing his dreams. Uh, I was, I, I, it just brought me back to when we were, we were uh, praying about you moving out there. So uh, welcome, welcome and thank you for joining. Uh, thank you, man. Uh, grateful to be here um, and really happy to be on the show, man. I'm, uh, I'm excited. Oh, that's so great. So uh, I know that, that um, I told you a little bit about the podcast, really what we're helping um, to bring understanding to men who want to start an alcohol-free journey. In my last guest, he's actually not along the path of, uh, that we've taken, uh, being in a, in a recovery program or a support group, which is kind of interesting. So I, I'm so excited that you're going to share a little bit about your journey. That way we can also see a different perspective. So I love that for, for, for the audience. And I love that I get to talk to my mentor, my man. And so with that said, I'll get it right into the question. The first question I have for you is uh, how long have you been alcohol free? 
Oh man. Um, by the grace of God, uh, I am alcohol free for over five years, almost five and a half years. And I actually, I have an app on my phone that tracks days and it gave me a milestone uh, notification. I hit uh, 2000, over 2000 days, just a couple, a couple days ago. So that is amazing. And yeah, for, for, for someone like, like I, I restarted my journey and I remember when I did have a couple of years and then to go back to, uh, and you know, my story uh, better than most, but in my relapse and going back down to zero, I remember that felt like I was, um, I was letting go of so much. However, I love that you broke it down to days because it seems like, and, and I go back to this a lot where I just have today, right? Yeah, man, it's just it's just one day at a time, man. It really is just they're strung together, but uh, all we have is today, you know. I love that, and that's something that 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 I know uh, you you've uh, you've definitely spoken that into my life. The next question I wanted to ask you is if, and I'll just give some context here. Um, I know that I remember very clearly when was a moment that I decided that I wanted to go alcohol-free. So I wanted to see if you could talk a little bit about that day or that moment or that week maybe that decided, that made you decide to start that alcohol-free journey. And I guess what, what was happening in your life then? Yeah. Um, and before I dive into, you know, more of my background and stuff, I just want to give, you know, a quick disclaimer for anybody that's listening, really. It's like, I'm part of a 12 step program, right? But I don't speak for 12 step programs. You know, I'm just offering, you know, my experience, my strength or my hope and, and what I found in, in the guidance of others and uh, through connecting with God, right? So just wanted to give that real quick disclaimer. Love that. I'm just one guy. But um yeah, so going back to, you know, that last, those last days or that last week, um, what was going on, man? Um, really, uh, alcohol was just playing a greater and greater, alcohol and drugs. Drugs are also a part of my story, but I'll focus on alcohol here. It was just becoming a greater and greater part of my life and had led me down a path uh, where I just kept on crossing lines that I didn't think I would cross. Mm. Um, I kept on doing things that, you know, from my upbringing and just, you know, we have, I I firmly believe we all have this internal, um, you know, guidance, whether you want to call it God, whatever it is that, that kind of distinguishes right and wrong, kind of like a soldier that is fleeing from battle when he's called to, and or you know would know that like oh man i'm being coward right now or i'm i'm not living up to what i'm supposed to do you know something like that we have this feeling like you know that, that, that it's wrong so that so not like a soldier in battle i'm not i'm not a soldier right i was just living my life but i kept on crossing these lines things that i i knew i shouldn't be doing or i, I didn't want myself to be doing but i couldn't i, I felt like i wasn't in control and it, it had spiraled into really what was for me just a really dark place of depression of feeling that I'm not enough, that I'm not worthy of anything, that there's no way out. Um, so that last week got me to thinking of a lot of suicidal thoughts, man, and just took me to a really, really dark place um, where I just didn't want to be on this planet anymore. Um, 
you know, the external situations, if you looked at my life at that time was all right. You know, I had a job, I had friends. Um, but with my life being focused so much on partying and, and doing all these things that this drinking and drugging that I knew wasn't who I wanted to be um, or who I thought I could be. Uh, really just ate at me and so I was just in a really dark place internally yeah that's that's where my where my life was wow that thank you for sharing that I I definitely relate and I love that that part where where you said um that internal guiding or or also that that voice I remember that voice of like man I shouldn't be doing this and, 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 or am I really getting into this or, or ha I think you called it just like the, it, it almost sounded like a boundary that it's like, I'm not going to go there. And, and you did. So, wow, that, that, that really, that really resonated for me. And I guess I, I want to go into that a little more where, where could, could you walk me through it? And if you remember kind of like that, that dialogue that was happening, that, that, that you felt was 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 a conversation and then it would just kind of like the alcohol would overpower you or the feeling of the overwhelming feeling yeah it was kind of like alcohol and drugs were were just my first response it was like um it was like i would get this this dialogue like i'm not good enough and and like you know just really dark thoughts and it'd be like, okay, let me turn to alcohol, like alcohol, fix it. And it'll, it'll, um, let me escape this. It'll let me get away. Um, I don't have to think about all this stuff when I'm drinking, you know, I can just focus on the party and it's all fun. And, and guess what? That only lasts for a certain amount of time. So I kept on refer I kept on going to that. Um, uh, you know, this, and, and it took me to the lat to that last, you know, that last night where it was like, I, I was planning to, you know, to take my life and I wanted to. And when I couldn't go through with it, I turned to alcohol and drugs. Um, and, and, and then I had that realization finally um, on that last bender, you know, I went, I went for a weekend, kind of disappeared from the world trying to escape. And I didn't even know what I was escaping, you know. Um, I just didn't want to feel. I just wanted to numb whatever it was. Um, and... Uh, and finally, you know, the next day, finally got some rest, woke up, you know, feeling all out of sorts. But I knew that I had had enough. I knew that this wasn't a solution anymore. There, like, I couldn't go on like this. And since I couldn't take my life and the, the drugs and alcohol didn't work, um, that was the conversation was kind of over. And I was left with this is, you know, you got to get rid of this. You, you this must go. Um, it doesn't work. Um, you know, there's, there's a place. And I was lucky enough to know that, um, that a 12 step room could help, or I was desperate enough to, to think that it could, I guess I didn't know. I just said I was, the conversation had left me with only one, one, uh, one other Avenue that I knew, um, the last house on the block, so to speak, you know, that's awesome. And, 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 so you did, you walked into that, uh, recovery room. Right. Right. It was, it was later that week. I walked into my first, um, my first 12 step meeting. Um, wow. 
and what happened what or what what did it look like uh um when 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 you first got started uh yeah so when i first got started well first of all the room was full of like happiness just joy it was like not like i expected walking in was actually it was tough right walking into that that first time not knowing what to expect um clearly having just been part of the the darkest days you know of my life um it was scary you know to an extent but immediately walking in and, and finding joy not what it, what i was expecting at all um but someone was sharing and they were, it seemed like they were sharing from their heart they were sharing vulnerable things you know things i for a long time would keep inside and, and things that i didn't that, that people you don't near, normally hear people talk about um what this guy was sharing is um, it was like a speaker kind of meeting you know one guy sharing his whole his whole story um and but i found hope there i found a bunch of other uh young people right i was 23 at this time didn't mention my age but uh i was 23 um and there was a bunch of other young people who seemed happy who were sober um and so just in that fact, just that there was other people, they were happy, they were young, they were living this sober life um, and that it could be done. Um, I found hope in that. Oh, I love that. And a lot of what we were talking about, it's, it, it's a big internal journey. And I'm so grateful that you're talking about the emotions because as a man, I feel that sometimes there's a lot of, quiet that down or don't deal with that or a little sh or maybe shame in in looking at others around me at the time and saying why is it that they aren't they don't seem like i seem like mm -hmm. so i actually wanted to ask you what was it what were some of the external circumstances or, or if someone was outside looking at you at that 23 years young what, what, what were the things that were happening on the outside that, that maybe I, I'd like to ask so that other people may be able to kind of relate or see? Yeah, so on the outside, um, right, I started, I started drinking at a young age. I started drinking at 14. And at first it was just fun and games. And, and I go back that far just to, just to tell you that alcohol was a part of my life for a while. Um, and I was able to maintain things on the outside, right? I started drinking in high school, but I was still a decently good athlete, you know, captain of a, of a team and all this stuff and, and got good grades and was able to progress and got into college and, and went to a good university, um, was able to pursue my bachelor's degree, got it, also did a combined uh, master's degree program, um, yeah, and finished them both within, you know, four and a half years. Um, and so on the outside, everything was good. I had started working at this big firm. I had gotten this job, like, you know, like a, a nationally recognized firm for what I was doing at the time, um, which was accounting. And, uh, and so I had this big job lined up in New York and, and I was, you know, everything seemed pretty great, you know. Um, yeah. I had done an internship there. And basically, I'd done the internship. They'd given me the offer to kind of start like six months later. And so I was on this six-month kind of layover period um, where I had that, that job waiting for me. And all my task was to kind of study for the licensure exam and kind of, um, you know, get ready for this, this next big jump, this living in the big city and, and really living out um, my career. 
So on the, on the outside, everything was good. You know, you hear a lot of people's stories who once alcohol got a grip, they couldn't keep a job. They couldn't do this. They couldn't do that. Um, or they couldn't even finish school. Um, I, I was able to buckle down when time was necessary to, you know, do these things in my life and know that career was important and this, not, and this and that. But at the same time, internally, I was doing all these things that, that were just eating at me. So on the outside, everything looked, looked pretty okay. You know, I still had friends. It's not like I had, you know, uh, cheated all the relationships and manipulated everything. Although there was definitely all these lies going on that I couldn't keep straight. Um, that's why it was eating at me. And probably people knew these different stories. I would tell them about where I was or what I was doing or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, to answer, to answer that question on the outside, uh, you know, I was, I was career driven dude who was, who was on the path and who was, who was progressing. You know, if you asked me, I could, I could definitely tell you, Oh, this is my career trajectory. This is where I'm going. Everything's good. Um, so yeah, that, that was, that was kind of the aspect of where I was at at 23 when I, I first walked in. I'm so grateful that you shared that. That wasn't part of my story when, when, uh, so, and, and I love, I love that on the outside, everything seemed like it was going right. And everyone, it, maybe that didn't know you, that didn't really know you. Not only that, but sometimes it's really hard to know someone again, going back to there's, there's so much that, that sometimes is expected of us, or at least I feel that I put that expectation on me. I would probably look at you and say, wow, I, this guy has it all right. Without having, without having to talk talk to you yet, we are, I feel like definitely the conversation that we had before emotionally, man, it totally, totally was on the same page. So I'm so glad that, that you did that because I, I feel there's so many people that are wondering that part. So, and, and I guess what, what, um, what are, what are some of the things that internally, I guess we could talk about, what does it look like now? Now that you've been alcohol free, now that you've gone through this internal journey, it sounds like it was all or a lot of internal work, mind, body, soul. What does that look like now? Yeah. Um, what does it look like now? Um, man, I have a smile on my face, you, you, uh, which you wouldn't be able to see, but uh, life is good. I have that smile because I can just think. And the first thought that popped into my mind was, was God. Like, mm. you know, was my foundation now, you know, in, you know, in recovery is where I found a relationship with a higher power that I choose to call God. And, um, and, you know, we both attend uh, or attended the same church, but we have the same God as Jesus Christ. And, um, uh, it's, it's changed my world. It really has. Like, it gives me like, no matter it, it's made me realize that no matter the external circumstances anymore, like now I have peace because I don't know. It's just because I'm complete in, in that higher power. Like it's, I don't know. It's, it's incredible. Um, but talking about the external and stuff, like lots has happened in, in these short five and a half years. Right. I've, I've completely dove into career and school and got another degree and, um, and found 
found, like found passion in stuff that I used to identify with before I started drinking or early on in my drinking, you know, that health and fitness aspect, mm-hmm. I've been able to rekindle that and really find myself that I had lost, you know, when alcohol and drugs became such a big part, like I stopped connecting with who I really was because I identified myself with drinking, you know, I kind of, there was such an Andy himself was built around that social scene and partying and, and all that. And when, when I was able to remove that, when I was, granted the gift of, of being able to separate from that um i could rekindle this love and this passion first for you know a god that i hadn't known when i grew up but um but i had this real relationship but also with other things in my life that that became true to me like um you know i've been able to complete in marathons and ironman and and, and find this this passion for the outdoors um, that has brought me to Boulder, Colorado, a dream place to live. I'm living the dream right now. You know, I really am like, I may not have all the money in the world or all the success in business in the world. I'm kind of in transition on careers, but what a gift that I get to smile at it and see myself um, just living this journey, knowing that um, this higher power has got me no matter what. Um, So I'm, I feel secure in that. And I know myself more deeply, more important than anything. You know, I, I, I can truly say that I didn't, I didn't know who I was. I had lost myself in drugs and alcohol, right? And, and now I can, I can kind of, you know, I, I, you know, I've been able to reconnect with all of that. So, so life is good, man. Life is, life is great now. I'm, you know, I, one day at a time, I'm sober and I have community. You know, that, that connection I thought I had in partying and all that and, and, and stuff. But now I can have real relationships, uh, which was such a struggle for me um, before drinking or, or what, during drinking and before recovery. Um, so it's great. Like this relationship I have with you, man, it's, um, it's such a blessing. So there's so, so much that I'm, I can be grateful for today um, that is, you know, a direct result of, you know, getting sober and reconnecting with uh, with a higher power, and just and doing some work on myself. Um, you know, just uh, just really grateful. Man. That's that's amazing. I love I love what you mentioned about our, our relationship because I I really do feel that our relationship is one of those foundational ones that has taught me what it's like to have an honest relationship again, to have an honest conversation. I had that once when I, when I first walked into a recovery room uh, and stopped drinking, stopped uh, drugging. And then what's crazy is when I relapsed, I lost it. So I love that I go back to the community. One thing that you really highlighted, the community and, and having honest relationships is so foundational for me. One of the things that I really loved you said is that you got your passions back. And I, I know that uh, you, you also eat really well. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a little bit about, about how well you eat, man. I want, I want some of the community to, to engage with, with uh, your lifestyle because every time I go out to eat with you, I'm encouraged actually because of how much intentionality and I see the passion now. It's so funny how alcohol robbed that from us, alcohol and drugs. And now, now you get to connect with that again. Right, man. Um, even more recent than the, 
you know, the whole health aspect and stuff that turned me on to food and, and really diving into, you know, there's the, there's that great saying that you can't, um, you can't out train a bad diet, right? As uh, just, just highlighting how important food is. And I really believe that other saying that, that food, let food be thy medicine, right? Um, so for the last, um, now it's year and a few months, um, I've been completely plant-based. Um, for those listening, what does that mean? That, 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 that does mean vegan. That means uh, no animal products or byproducts. Um, so no eggs and cheese um, and clearly no meat or fish or anything like that, no dairy. But, uh, but, I, I, but sometimes I shy away from the word vegan sometimes because it has other stigmas associated with it. Although I do identify with, um, with a lot of the causes that, that go into it and doing no harm and, uh, and bettering the environment. Um, but, uh, but I got into it from the health perspective um, and really wanted to dive into what is you know, healthiest for my body. Um, and I'm so grateful for it because it's really changed my relationship with food. Um, and, and like you said, the, the intentionality of what I put into my body. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, not trying to have anybody prescribe to one diet or the other. Most people can agree that, you know, if you just eat a lot of plants, it's going to be a good thing. Whether you put some other protein, some different kinds of proteins on there, that's cool. But most people can agree if you get a variety of different foods in your life, if you get a lot of plants, um, you're going to have a, a stable foundation for your diet. Um, so I'm kind of actually exploring that now on the career side too. I've been able to work in the restaurant industry and, and maybe that's, that's my path going forward and, and focus on something like that. Um, but I love that I can share that passion um, and, and kind of as a way to, to connect with my body, um, just making sure the, the other thing is, you know, making sure it's kind of easy to see how, you know, a lot of these super processed foods, a lot of people can agree on to not put in your body as well. Mm. Um, so rather than highlighting the differences between my diet and another, um, I like to share, you know, some of the similarities a lot of people can agree on, but um, it is another thing that I've also, you know, had the gift of, of being, uh, being inspired to, to kind of pursue um, especially more recently. So yeah, man, I love to eat and I love to eat lots of plants, uh, <laughs> you know? Um, so I'm grateful when we get to share a meal and that you're, you know, you're curious about it too. And then I get to share it with you and that, um, and, and yeah, man, there's nothing better that brings people together often than food. Right. So I love that. Cool. I, I think some of our best conversations have been accompanied by food. I also love, that you mention the connection of health. I always found it hard to keep pretty good health, but then have this other side of me that was just completely getting destroyed on, on alcohol and drugs, right? It's so crazy how it's, it's finally, it sounds like there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of congruency with, with, with your 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 decision to go alcohol free and also how it's impacted brought back your passions internally brought back your 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 passions for health and new ones that you found i love that is alcohol today an issue is alcohol something that that you struggle or deal with or have to put off 
now that now that you're on this new journey so like we say in the 12 step rooms it is one day at a time i only have today mm. um but with that being said i don't think about alcohol a lot you know i have certain habits certain patterns certain rhythms of my life um things that are now in my life that weren't that have both replaced alcohol and made it such that um, I'm filling that void anyway that alcohol used to fill. So the thought doesn't really enter often. That's not to say in these five and a half years that it hasn't. And maybe every once in a while a thought comes in. Um, but I don't struggle with it anymore. It's something, you know, I really, God has, has removed from me. He, he kind of... Um, it's been made such that that it's it's not often a thought anymore um it just and and i can and when it is a thought i can go down that path and say how does this play out or i can remind myself which i have built in habits and patterns that remind myself what it was like on you know day negative one the day before i got sober and it'll remind me oh that's what that's where i'll go you know and and i know now that even if it's innocent, the first time I start to drink again, um, it, it, I know where it can lead me, and that's not where I want to go. Um, so even if it is a thought, I can quickly turn that on and and think, okay, this is where it's going to lead. That's not worth it. That's not good. Okay, cool. Move on. Um, yeah. That's so, so powerful. I love that you mentioned the day negative one, which kind of segues me into – our next question, if, if you could tell yourself when that you were making, when you were on that first week, when there was so much change about to happen, taking suggestions, things that seemed like they were impossible. And I want to, I guess, to relate it to that person that's, that's still on the fence or is, is on day one or day two or week one. It just seems sometimes very impossible, very hard what would what would that advice that you would have given yourself that first week could you share that with i guess that that person that's on that journey now absolutely um real quick before i do answer that it's looking back at my journey it's you know it's uniquely my journey and it is what it is and now it's given me the recovery and the life that i have so um without wanting to change anything there's definitely some things that i look back and i'm like man I wish I would have done that or known that. And, and one thing really is to, for me was like, when you come into that state and you start this kind of, it's a new life really, you know, to give up alcohol um, or it was for me. Um, so I would say, uh, be gentle on yourself. Don't make any big decisions. You know, if you can really focus on that one thing, make that a priority. Um, if you can, um, not saying that life's not going to go on around you, but, but I would say any huge decisions, any huge career changes, any huge relationships, like try and hold off if you can, you know, I understand, you know, alcohol doesn't always wait for you and, and, and recovery won't always wait for life happening. But, um, I would say, yeah, don't make any huge decisions because I decided, right that first week uh, i was like wow now now's the time i gotta gotta go all in on on uh on my career and, and get through this this licensure and all this stuff which um 
I'm not sure if I would have done if I waited a little bit because I've ended up switching career paths. Um, but that was one thing. And I'd say do the work. You know, if you're in a 12 step program specifically, I'd say dive into that. You know, it's a simple program. Um, but it, and it, and it has simple work to be done, but you have to do it. You have to take suggestions and just follow through. So I'd say really dive into the work because it's going to be worth it. Um, when you dive into that work, you, you really change your insides. And then once, once you're okay inside all the relationships, all the external can get better from that. I really feel, um, I really believe. So I'd say, you know, try as much as you can, not, not making any huge decisions and really dive into the work. And the last thing I would say is once you dive into the work, because 12 step programs at the end of the day, they're spiritual. Um, they, they lead you to a God of your own understanding and a spiritual life. So with that being said, once you do the work, this kind of comes with it. I'd say dive into the God thing, man. I'd say, you know, really whatever, you know, try and leave any notions that you might have um behind any any preconceived ideas of what god is or what god isn't if you have an aversion to to god and just you know just be open-minded that's it be open-minded uh be willing to do the work and try and be honest you know those three principles if you can be honest open-minded and willing just in that initial period it'll do so much for you um because i was willing to do the work only you know, to a certain extent that I could, you know, stop drinking, but, um, it took me a while to really get through all the work. So just to have that, that, uh, that willingness, man, um, that'd be my, my two cents there. I can't, I can't thank you enough for saying that last question. Is there anything that I might not have asked that you would want to, to share? Um, yeah, man. Um, there, yeah, there, there is actually. Uh, so in this process um, of recovery, right, of, of being sober, of not drinking, the, uh, there's definitely a lot that can go on. And I've kind of alluded to it. You know, life gets better. You know, life gets better um, when you, you have more clarity, you have more focus, all this stuff. And it's easy to put all that other stuff in front of, you know, for me, this is my experience. Uh, it was easy for me to put that stuff, career and school and, and whatnot and other positive things, you know, like there's a lot of positive things that can come out of, um, taking alcohol out of the picture. Your relationships can get better, your, your school, your work, whatever it is. Um, but not to make that a priority, at least for me, you know, um, I can pursue all these athletic goals, but if I put that in front of my recovery, um, I can easily lose that. If I, if I put this relationship in front of my recovery and my dependence on a power greater than me, I can lose that, right? That just remember that the foundation, at least what's the foundation for me, is God and recovery. And based upon that, I can, uh, I can move forward better. Because there was times where I put recovery to the side and I said, oh, you know, if I can just... I can get by with just, I can skip that meeting and I can just, just go to one a week and I can, you know, just dabble in this stuff and, and, you know, pray every once in a while. But I found that, you know, the more I dive into um, the spiritual aspect, the more I dive into the program, um, the, the stronger my foundation is. And, uh, and it's just, it's just a better way for me. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd say 
that, that that's one thing I kind of wanted to mention if I didn't already allude to it. Andy, I am so grateful that you're my mentor. I am so grateful that you were on this podcast sharing your story with men that just want to hear maybe or I, I, I really believe that that this is going to definitely encourage, inspire, and give that person hope, that one person. That's, that's why we're doing this here, to give that one person hope that, that starting that sober, that alcohol-free journey can really be a catalyst to a new life. And I'm so glad you took the time. Can't say thank you enough. Have an awesome day. Awesome, man. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to talk with you. Thanks again for joining us today. So grateful. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to us on the platform that you're currently listening to on the podcast. Remember, there's going to be new episodes every Monday. And I just want to say thank you for your time and have an amazing day.